Here we go, college football payoff podcast. We are back. 2022-2023 season. It is week zero. Season three in existence. I'm Dan. That was big country right there. And it has been a long time. I've missed it. And I can't believe it's here already. We just had high school football start in Ohio last week, and I was blindsided by that. I didn't think football was here yet. I, I could watch a high school football game before I can watch a WNBA game. That's so true. That's just that's true. Just yet simple. ESPN will still slam that down, that down our throats, but whatever. All right, we're back. It's been a while. Um, itching to get back out there. I know throughout the off season, it was tough. I was gambling on hockey, golf, baseball here and there. I even started to bet the ponies a bit. Just just a little bit, but I wasn't very good at it. But I feel like I'm back back home where I need to be. College football, week zero, like we say. And you know, not not a whole lot going on in week zero. But there is you know, there's a big ten matchup in Ireland. There's more this year than there was last year. That's true. And that's that's the main thing I'm concerned with. That's true. So and we, we actually do have some good games just from, from some lower tier schools. So. Yeah. And I got my I got two games. I know Big Country has two games as well. Um, so we'll get into it and we're going to keep it short, sweet to the point. But before we get into that, uh, you know, we will be tweeting out what we think for our, our locks with, uh, just all preseason bets, win totals, Heisman's and a couple conference champions in there. Maybe a national championship long shot or whatever, but uh conference championship Heisman's and, you know, we're coming off a pretty good season. We're both over 50%. I know Big Country's got his stats over there. Uh, I still got to get mine out of the archives. But just just since we're starting a new season, need to remind everybody from last year. Um, I did go forty-one and twenty-two on the pod, sixty-five percent win rate. Uh, to be honest, guys, that is elite. I'm not not going to put it any other way. Sixty-five percent, pretty elite. Um, going to try to keep doing that, keep delivering those results over a larger sample size this year. And uh, just looking to get off to a hot start week zero. You know, maybe we won't. I remember season one of this podcast. I think I started at 0-6 that season. Mm-hmm. Um, but all good. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move forward. I've worked really hard this offseason to, to up the, up the uh, quality of my research, the quality of my picks. And uh, I only want to give you guys the best ones. And that's why I only give you a two to three, maybe four a week. Um, this is a hobby podcast, so we like to keep it short and, sh- short and sweet and deliver winners. Um, the only thing you can do for us after we give you winners is share it with your friends. Just let them know that we know what we're talking about. Let's keep growing the pod so we can, we can get to more people and, and cash more tickets. That's what it's all about. All right. So like we said, uh, we each got just a couple games. Uh, just throwing it out there. I'll probably end up betting big countries games as well. Uh, so whatever he goes with, with his track record as of late, I'm going to stick with it as well. Um, but hopefully, you know, we start off both 2-0 and this year and then build into week one because I'm already looking ahead at week one and I shouldn't be looking ahead. It's the worst mistake I can make, but it's tough yeah. to do that. It's tough not to look ahead when you see week one for the Buckeyes and, you know, we'll get into that. All right. What do you say? You want to start it off? I'll start us off with Go for it. first pick. All right, guys. Don't we don't mess around here. We just get right into it. I'm going to give you a Vanderbilt minus eight on uh, for the first week zero pick. 
Uh, yes, this is the last. This is the get back game of the week. It's the 10:30 p.m. kickoff in Hawaii, and uh, just a couple reasons I want to take this. This is this is a very uncertain game, but I, I think I found a few things in my mind at least that will will get us to the uh, cash ticket. Um, I really like this coach for Vanderbilt, Clark Lee. It's his second year at the helm there at head coach, and uh, I know Vanderbilt. It's it's not a great a great program historically, especially in the SEC. There's a lot of great things around the program that they're growing. Um, Nashville, being in Nashville is one of them. It's become one of the hottest uh, recruiting locations in the country. I mean, not relative to other SEC teams like Alabama and Georgia, but Vanderbilt has been definitely able to up the ante when it comes to uh, bringing in higher-level recruits. Um, and towards the end of last year, they they hit their stride, at least from a betting perspective. Yes, they did only go two and ten last year, but they did finish out five and six against the spread over the last six games. Uh, they do have they did have a very young roster last year, mostly comprised of uh, starters that were sophomore and junior or sophomore and freshman. So I expect them to um, pick up the pace here with with a more experienced roster. Uh, one name I want you guys to look out for is Rocco Griffin. He's a starting running back. Um, I think with the disparity between an SEC uh, offensive-defensive line compared to a Mountain West offensive-defensive line that Hawaii has, I think Vanderbilt's going to play this game safe, get the win, and pound the rock all game. Uh, Their starting running back, Rocco Griffin, ran for 517 yards last year, scoring four touchdowns. And I, I think that's we're going to hear that name a lot on Saturday night. Um, on Hawaii's side of the field, they have first-year uh, head coach Tom, Timmy Chang coming in. Um, because of this head coaching move, they brought in over 53 new players to the roster. So over half of their roster are transfer portal or new guys, 53 players that have never taken a snap um, pl- playing football for Hawaii. From personal experience and experience I've seen over the years, it's really hard to get a team to mesh that quickly. Um, there are going to be many problems for Hawaii with it being the first game with the new head coach, new roster, new everything. Even though it is very hard to go to Hawaii and win, um, especially a night game, I, I'm i pretty confident Vanderbilt minus eight here. So you can lock it in. I think it's going to be a little bit of SEC dominance over the Mountain West and uh, take that one to the booth. Yep. I'm always always betting my Hawaii games. But uh, you always have to because it's the last night, last is. game of the night. So it's like, okay, I'm sitting here. It's eleven <laughs> o'clock. Thinking about whether I want to reheat this buffalo chicken dip from the one o'clock games. <laughs> you know, have a couple more beers, close out the night with a winner before I before I start betting uh, NFL the whole next day. Yep, and I think that's a good way to close it out there. Um, good points all around. All right, moving on. I am going to go to. Uh, Conference USA, actual conference. Both of my games are conference matchups. CUSA. North Texas, UTEP. Man, this is actually a really good game. It's um, going to be a great game, and it started out, because I'm taking UTEP, and it was it started out UTEP, I think it, they were plus four, then it yeah. moved to .5, and I think now it's even money. Correct. I think pick the line's em. even right now. It's a pick em. I'm looking at pick em across the board um, here. I was taking UTEP with the points. I think UTEP actually wins this game. They played last year. Uh, I think North Texas won maybe by three late late game. 
late game winner. Uh, both teams went, you know, they went bowling. They were both, they had, they, I know North Texas started off, I think it was like one and six or something. And then they went on to win five straight to turn it around. Yeah. Be able to go bowling. They're a good program. Yeah. And then, uh, with me, UTEP, I mean, they return, they're returning basically everyone. So going from, you know, playing the team, playing North Texas last year and just losing by three on the road, right? UTEP brings back basically everyone except for, I think, their top receiver went to Arizona. Mm. Um, but they got their quarterback back, uh, Gavin Hardison, 3,000-plus yards last year, 18 touchdowns. Um, that You know, bringing that guy back, having, having returners on the offense and the defensive side of the ball, playing against a team that you played last year, just makes it feel a little bit more confident and the fact that they're playing at home and it's a nighttime game to open the season against a conference opponent and we've seen the the line move this much i think utep pulls it out that and they're wearing special helmets for this game special jerseys too always a big plus all little little burnt orange type action with the helmet Texas, helmet's got the area Texas code be. oh yeah i think they look good um <laughs> You know, the the big thing here is UTEP's going to have to slow down North Texas running. But UTEP 5-1 and one at home last season. Uh, they were a big play offense, but they did. And they got to focus more on the defensive side of the ball this year. But I think with, with a quarterback coming back and an offense that does a better job of consuming the clock a little bit, it's going to slow down the game. And I think that works well for the home team in this game. Um, their defense is just, you get older. I mean, that's all it is. You're getting older and older and older, and you get experience in this game. So um, North Texas, it's going to be, it'll be emotional. I feel like they might have that game in the back of their head that, you know, we beat them last year. But going on the road, well, week one for them, but week zero, 8 o'clock game. It's going to be a strong. It's going to be a strong home field advantage for UTEP. I think they have the more more explosive offense. In that case, it could come down to just the touchdown. But I think at you know pick them. I'm taking UTEP. UTEP pick them. That's that's my first lock. Okay, I like it. I'm I'm going to stay away from that game completely and enjoy it because um, these two teams are they're going to be both be gunning for the conference championship at the end of the year. Um, I'm just really excited to watch this two evenly matched teams. All right. Uh, do you want to go next or you want me to keep rambling on? I will. I'll round out my picks here. Um, I'm going to take it to the Utah State-UConn game. Uh, Utah State is hosting UConn on Saturday, giving them 27 points. I think uh, – what do I think? I th- man, I I just think that this this is a fade UConn spot. This is a great spot to fade UConn. Um, one, they have a first year head coach coming in, Jim Mora. A lot of people remember Jim Mora, former head coach of the Falcons, former head coach of UCLA. He's made it his mission to come rebuild the ever embarrassing UConn program, and um, you know they have a lot of good headlines that help help the. Uh, the morale around the program, but the reality of it, it's not that important. Uh, they like to tout that they brought over uh, Traquan Robinson to play quarterback over from Penn State. 
But if you remember last year when Jaquan Robinson played quarterback at Penn State after Sean Clifford went down, their offense did next to nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I don't think this changes game game one at UConn, especially when he has uh, worse O-line and less lethal weapons. Um, On top of that, their projected uh, leading receiver this year, Cam Ross, broke his foot in camp and will be out for the whole season. So that's two big blows already to uh, what's perceived to be the rebuild of UConn. Um, On top of that, this is an offense that only averaged 15.6 points per game last year. I just don't, while I do see, like earlier in the podcast, I think Vanderbilt's hitting a good stride with rebuilding their program in year two. I do not think a year one coaching change and new roster at UConn is is going to do the job right off the bat. Um, When you look at the other side of the field with Utah State, they went 11-3 last year. Uh, They have one of the most experienced O-lines in the country. And on top of that, they're returning um, their starting quarterback, senior Logan Bonner, who did split time last year uh, with another quarterback in that air raid offense. Um, But he, even with splitting time, he had 3,600 yards through the air and 36 touchdowns last year. Tied for seventh in the nation um, with touchdown passes last year without being a full-time starter. Uh, that's pretty. That means a lot to me. He did have an injury in the bowl game last year, um, but I do think he'll. It, everything reports from camp tell me that he's going to recover just fine, or he has recovered just fine. Uh, one alarming thing is that they uh, they don't have too many. Uh, too much returning production on the receiver side with their biggest returning receiver only uh, having about 350 yards last year. But I do see them being able to uh, replace the talent that they lost uh, pretty easily. On top of that, man, Utah State's actually a very tough environment. And Utah is slept on as a football state in general. Uh, having Utah State, Utah and BYU, they play good football. They're going to be ready to play. It's a very loud stadium. And at the end of the day, I really just don't see many points coming from UConn. So I know Utah State has the ability to score a lot. If they can probably put up 40 points, as long as they can score 40, 35, 40 points, I think uh, you're pretty safe in um, betting Utah State at minus 27. And I really love that we can get that, uh, cover that spread with four touchdowns. So I'll take the Aggies. Very nice. Perfect. What time's that game at? Do you know? Uh, I'd have to double check here. I don't have it. Uh, I have it on my odd screen here. Uh, this game is kicking off at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. So you got that game Eastern. at 4. North Texas UTEP at 9. Hawaii Vandy at 10.30. How about we go with the very first game of Week 0? It's a Big Ten matchup. Oh no! Take that back. Second game first. That's first 1230. FBS game. First FBS game. Okay. Nebraska Northwestern. This is in Dublin, Ireland. They were supposed to play out there. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, but COVID, uh, COVID happened. Yeah, COVID stuff, um, so now they're going to be out there this year, and you know, Big Ten football, conference football. Well, not conference, but yeah, it is conference. They're in the same division, aren't they? Uh, uh yes. Yeah. So right off rip. We're going conference football. It's, I think, the biggest game in Week Zero, um, and it's a big game for both coaches. We all know what Scott Frost is. I remember last year, Scott Frost. I had one game left. I just needed them to cover. 
and they were actually going to win. I actually had them on a parlay to win, and he blew that game against Michigan State. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. he is an inept coach. But I think right now he's coaching for his job. He went. They went 3-9 and nine last year. I don't know how he kept his job. He's well, And on top of that, they got rid of Adrian Martinez and brought in uh, Pitt offense coordinator Mark, Mark Whipple. Yeah, so, so I mean – there, you know, that I think there could be some learning curve there, and when you're playing across the country, you know, across the world, actually, I think your your mental, you know, your body's clock, you know, especially as a college kid, is probably going to be a little off. So I think that this could be a very sloppy game. Um, both teams, three and nine last year, it was just a terrible season for both schools. Northwestern, you know, everyone thought they might be a little bit better, but um, it's this is just going to be a sloppy game. It's your first game, but it's Big Ten football. Uh, big thing here is I think it's Scott Frost against himself. Uh, obviously, Nebraska has all the talent. Northwestern's just kind of in there. The odds of this game, what were they? They started Nebraska 10.5. They've moved down to Nebraska 13. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them. They should not be favored by double digits to anybody. Because they're just so unpredictable, um, you know their win total set at seven and a half. But on a neutral field, being a double double digit favorite, you know last year, yeah, they beat them fifty six to seven. But I think Fitzgerald gets Northwestern kind of amped up for this. You're always more amped up for that first game because you've been thinking about it, yeah, right. And not only that, they've been thinking about it, but they know that they're the marquee game first weekend back of college football they know that they're going you know across the world to play so Fitzgerald's I think he's more of a motivator than Scott Frost is uh he and he's always been known Fitzgerald's always been known to have success in this kind of situation whereas like you said Nebraska has a transfer quarterback new offensive coordinator I think it's going to take time to gel there um but I think Northwestern coming, they have four starters back on their line. They got Evan Hall coming back as a thousand yard rusher. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. I don't think that Northwestern hangs around and beats them, but I think that they don't have any pressure on them. I think all the pressure is on Nebraska, right? So, Very true. Uh, I, I don't see it being, I, I do not think that Nebraska should be a double, double digit favorite in this game. So, by giving Northwestern even more points, I'm going to take Northwestern plus 13 in this one. Is it plus 13? Yeah, plus 13 in this yep. one. They're up to plus thir- oh, 13 and a half someplace. Give me the extra one then. I'll go Northwestern plus 13 and a half. I think Scott Frost, new quarterback, new coordinator. I think that, that program's under a lot of pressure to perform, and they win the game. They just don't win it by two touchdowns. So I'll take Northwestern plus 13 or 13 and a half if you get it. All right, man. That's we got four picks already on the board for week zero. There it is. Like we said, it was going to be short, sweet, to the point. That's what we do. I mean, this season, and we're going to be in depth with you know everything. We're going to most of the time. What do you say? We give out five, four to five picks. I, I focus on three. Three. I, I try to give you guys three winners every week, and then if I'm feeling really good, four because we we record on you know Tuesday or Wednesday night every week, so. I can't just be giving you guys everything that I think is going to happen early in the week. I, I really focus in on, on a few that I feel good about early on, and uh, that's you know that's what I give you guys. So Yeah, 
So that's it. I mean, we got our two picks. We got on my side of the ball, Northwestern plus 13 and a half, if you can get it at the half point. And then UTEP is a pick em over North Texas. Big country, what do you got? I got Vanderbilt minus eight at Hawaii, and I got Utah State minus 27 hosting UConn. There it is. Before we go, a couple couple uh, things to note as we go forward with with uh, the podcast to see, or just a couple betting tips tips before uh, week zero, or betting information rather. Um, I'm looking at the betting odds screen right now, and I, they got 99% of the money on the under in that Wyoming-Illinois game. Uh, that might be a good opportunity to fade the public there. And there's a huge portion of uh, money and tickets on the under for the Nevada-New Mexico State game. So if we're looking to fade the public, it, um, we might go over in both those games. But that is not an official pod pick. Just take that little bit of uh, information how you want it. There we go. All right. And then uh, Big Country, why don't you go ahead and give them all of our socials. Uh, what is Deposh13 for Dan? That's true. You can find me at, at Big Country Bets on Twitter, and you can find the podcast at CFP underscore pod. Um, give us a follow on there. Tweet at us. We we like to interact. Remember, our, our listening ship is still small, so we, we'd love to interact with everybody who, who uh, reaches out to us. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. Make sure you share this with your friends. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are all over the place. Spotify, YouTube, it just helps us a lot if you get on there, you like it, share it with your friends, and uh, we'll have some fun this year. We'll win some money. And, yeah, let's let's go. I'm excited for football. So, you got anything else to add here? I'm good. We'll see you after. The, we'll see you next week for the week one picks. Yep, and I'll give out my – I'm going to start giving out just random college football players. You ready for this one? Tell me if you know who it is. Okay. Vic Janowicz. Janowicz? Sounds like somebody that plays for Wisconsin. Nope. He was a Heisman Trophy winning running back from Ohio State. Went to my high school. Oh. 1941. Take that. Don't dox yourself. There it is. I'm Dan. That's Big Country. We will see you next week. Okay.